everyone, and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Tara. Greetings, citizens. And much like this movie, there's only allowed to be one woman on the show at any given time. So Tara is the there's a designated one woman. I'm the token. Yeah. I mean, I really, I, I, I really felt, I mean, I, I think there's like one random like doctor that's walking around that also may be a woman, but like, I really felt it in this movie. It's like, no, it's all men except the one attractive woman for the poster. They address it many times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause one of the, one of those like, I don't know if it's right sending a woman on a, an important job like this. Are you crazy, man? <laughs> like that is literally like a scene so in this movie. It's a distraction. Yeah. Uh, so definitely of its time, but we are going to talk about, of course, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the Fantastic Voyage. Uh, or a fantastic voyage rather uh, this was the winner of the Patreon vote for the month uh, every month on patreon.com slash TV our patrons get at uh, the $5 tier and up get to vote between four films and we had was this a 60s vote was that what the the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the vote was yeah uh, and this was the winner of Fantastic Voyage which is of course a movie about a team going into a submarine and shrinking down to tiny little tiny little size and getting injected into a man who is dying because he's got a clot in his brain but if they can like beam it with a laser inside his brain from the tiny submarine they can save him and they need to save him because this is actually as much as this is kind of like a sort of not too distant future because of the technology it's actually in the cold war and both the americans and the soviets have developed miniaturization technology but there's a catch after an hour the whoever they've shrunk whether it be an army whether it be people whatever they start to go back again it only lasts 60 minutes so they want to unlock the secret to be having it be as long as they want and that's what this guy apparently knows there's this guy who's been assassinated by the soviets or attempted assassination at least is on their table so they call in this expert to like go in uh we have donald pleasance who's like a scientist on here there's another scientist that goes with them who they suspect might be a bad guy who's like a double agent but they're not sure uh we have raquel welsh who's like an expert in something or other <laughs> and then the, the pilot of the ship so we have this, this you know it's a submarine movie essentially but it's a submarine movie inside yeah. the human body uh <laughs> So that is a fantastic voyage. Uh, so it's, uh, I don't know if I said this at the start. It's a science fiction movie podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that is what we're going to talk about. We'll start spoiler free as we always do. I have given you the the, the basic uh, premise. Tara, first of all, had you seen this before? Yes. You had. Okay. Well, second question, the most important one. How do you feel about the Fantastic Voyage? It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's certainly a movie of its time and. I I mean I say yes I've seen it but I think I've seen parodies of this way mm. more because I remember those way more than I remember the actual film. Yeah, I mean but, I I wasn't thinking about it too hard. I feel like like a biology expert would sit down and watch this and just tear it to shreds <laughs> like everything they say when maybe, they say the body. But I think I read in the trivia that it's pretty like it's close enough. And okay. they, they do get a lot of things kind of right. I mean, maybe not like the sea kelp that's floating around people's body as like antibodies uh, or whatever, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the antibodies like attacking them and stuff like that. It, just, it felt like, oh, we're turning this into like a like a voyage into like an ocean on an alien planet. That's what it felt like. Yeah, but I think a lot of the imagery is based on real science. And okay. like it's, I, I think it's pretty close. Like at, they had like scientists write the script and go through the script. I think this could make an interesting remake, actually. Which is a weird thing to say when talking about this because it sounds like I don't like it. I do it's like it. It's been remade in like every TV sitcom or cartoon. <laughs> and... 
No, but the reason and we have a great remake already. It's called Inner Space. I mean, it's not really a remake. It's a similar premise, but it's not a remake, <laughs> right? And Inner Space is great. Joe Dante, you know, we'll we'll do that at some point in the show. Joe, I love Joe Dante I'm movies. Sure it's so great in that movie. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not my favorite Joe Dante, Joe Dante movie. I mean, we're going to have to do Explorers at some point. I grew up in that movie. I love that movie. Uh, but Joe Dante movies are great. But like. This movie is fun, like you say. It's very of its time. It's very sixties. I love the pulpy adventure aspect to it. Um, but it does it's so it, it, mildly sexist. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. But <laughs> just enough to be like, ah, the sixties. <laughs> the funny thing about it though is that one of the biggest things that you know frustrates me uh, about the the time period and sci-fi movies is that is the way that they they kind of just like come to conclusions rather than like have interesting like ways to get into them. They just come up with things. Is yeah, that's true. This must be the idea we do now. And I'm like, yeah. But there's a lot of really, because basically what this movie is, is once they're in the body, right? Which is maybe half an hour into it, because they could only be in there for 60 minutes. So there's like half an hour set up and then the 60 minute trip inside the body. And yeah. one of the things that I, I, I like about it is that it's kind of a series of like, okay, how do we get through these obstacles? And that, that's what I like about the movie. It's, it's like, yeah, it, things go wrong instantly for yeah, them. It's like, okay, we can't really travel through the heart because of this but what can we do to maybe help them on the outside because we have the scientists mm-hmm. on the outside with the general uh, and they're like you know trying to figure out what to do um my favorite probably sequence in the movie is where they're going through the earlobe or the inner ear and because of that if any sound is made in the operating room it will like almost most certainly destroy them there's a destroyer hunting us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically that scene, but it's this like, interesting twist on it because you have like all, all the uh, the doctors and stuff who are waiting to operate or whatever are all like you know really trying to be quiet and they can't make any sound and like yeah. that's is, that's is a really fun like I often talk about movies like this where you, okay you've got this like wacky like science fiction or horror premise. What are the mechanics that that premise gives you? And I love that this movie introduces a few things. But okay, in this scene we have to go through the heart, but that's too too much turbulence so we have to solve that or this this scene we can't make any noise in the outside of the, the body because the, the sound going into the ear would be devastating to them at that size yeah. like i love those little ideas those, i mean no pun intended but those ideas i love because it's like playing with the premise and like saying okay what can we do with this what can we do with that uh there's definitely you know some goofier sides of things like like so here's the thing. There's a lot of this movie in the second half where they're they're putting on like deep sea diving suits and they're going out into the the, the, the stream to like do things. And the start of this, like the main dude uh, Grant, who's like our main hunky doctor or main hunky like general or whatever, who's like our I, captain. I think he's just like a like a bodyguard. Yeah, Secret Service. Oh, whoever like, he is. Yeah. Uh, he, well, isn't he Navy? Maybe he's Navy. Yeah, I think he's Navy. Yeah, that sounds right. But he, he turns to them, like the captain says, hey, does this, because sh- something happens that's wrong with the ship, and he turns to the captain and says, hey, is is there like a, like a diving rig on here? And he's like, yeah, there is. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> it is so, a submarine. <laughs> well, I mean, I got the impression this submarine was designed specifically for this mission. So I was like, "Why did you did you predict that you'd have people diving around in his bloodstream or whatever?" Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's designed specifically for the mission, but I think it was designed like it is a new type of submarine that they are going to use out in the water so, anyway. Okay, so, so okay, we're use this new design to because it's the latest and greatest. It can and holds like a a small crew well hunt i'll accept this on the premise that their power source is nuclear and the reason because they say the reason why it's a nuclear power source is because you it's know so- when he handles with his bare hands yes i mean yeah that was a bit silly <laughs> but like the, the reason why they're using this is because it's so tiny but when they shrink down it'll be big enough to power the ship so i will accept that this is a new submarine design for combat 
or for whatever that's designed for shrinking purposes but not necessarily designed for this trip in the body. I'll accept that. Because it, okay. I, I, I immediately went, why is there a diving suit? And then later on, there's like five diving suits. They all go outside. I'm like, why is there this many diving suits? I know. <laughs> and Rochelle Welch's is so sexy. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> she's always got like her zipper down. Everyone else has like a tank top or a mm-hmm. shirt underneath it. Like she's just got skin. <laughs> just cleavage. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, I like why is there one that fits her when this was supposed to be like you know because all the dialogue at the start implies that there was never meant to be like a woman on any of these crews this was all meant always meant to be men but yeah there's a sexy yeah. simpy version of the suit for her <laughs> great and we won't, we won't say what it is because uh, we're not in spoilers yet but i will say this has the most predictable twist in the history of filmmaking yeah <laughs> like it's so obvious like, but almost from the first scene they introduce who they think the bad guy is i'm like no i bet it's actually this dude and it's like the entire movie oh, yeah. it's so Big obvious <laughs> the whole movie i'm like it's clearly it's clearly this one i know <laughs> I, know. I was gonna make a joke about that too but uh, i was gonna wait till spoilers but it's fine. I'm not going to say it. Like, you know what? It's, it's so oh, obvious. Come on. Everyone knows what we're talking about. You, you're going to know it when you watch it. turned out it's the guy who always plays villains. <laughs> not always. What, Sean ma- Bean is the one that dies? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at this time he was known for playing villains. Um, certainly, I know him mainly from something else where he is not a villain. Okay, yeah. And plus Halloween. <laughs> oh, there you go. You just spoiled it. <laughs> oh. Fine, it's Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is the bad guy, all right? Everyone, Donald Pleasance is the bad guy. <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> I was trying I to play coy. Minor, it's just blown right now. <laughs> Donald Pleasance is the bad guy all along. Because <laughs> he's the one they trust. He's the he's the one they bring into. Like, oh, by the way, we think this other doctor might be a turncoat. So you, uh, you, 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 you with the, the 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 navy dude. You, you and Grant. You like keep an eye on him. And the whole time, it's like every every single thing he does is like try because because when they're first launching the mission, he gets scared and wants to back out as if because you know, that might disrupt the mission. And then later on, like someone you know dismantles the laser or sabotages it. You know, there's a lot of dodge. And every turn of the events, he is the one arguing against doing things. I'm like, how could you not predict it's him? He keeps trying to stop yeah. everything. <laughs> Plus, he's a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that has an accent. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but so, should we just go into spoilers? <laughs> yeah, spoil full spoilers. I'll thank the Patreon producers before we dive in. Uh, so thank you to uh, the, oh, I need to scroll up here. Here we go. Thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, and Talking Superman for being patron producers for the month uh, of, of March. Uh, so thank you to you guys. That means they're patrons at the twenty dollars or above tiers. But you don't have to be a, a twenty dollar patron, do they, Tara? Why no? If you like our content, like what we do, and you want to support us, uh, go check out our Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/MalfusTV. Um, if you donate as low as $1 per month to support the channel, you'll get bonus episodes of the ACE, our gift to you. Um, and, uh, we're almost always on time with those. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll be on time in March because February's episode was a little bit into March. It was just a little bit sneaking out of the next month. That was my fault. It was a short month. (laughs) (laughs) It was the longest February gets to be, right? It was 29, 29 day February. Uh, I know. Poor planning. <laughs> which is which is one day less than like half the months of the year. 
<laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it would have come out on the 31st of February. <laughs> I, I love the implication that we record the bonus episode every month on the 30th, and that's why it was late in February, <laughs> because because it was the 30th. We yeah, we definitely had more time we could have uh, done it. But... Yeah. Anyway. I get really tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I, I thank you, patrons, and um, I support you because you support us. So look forward to more more content. <laughs> look forward to more know. content, indeed. Uh, so, yes, uh, look forward to But you know what? We can start promoting this a little bit. I'll just, I'll do this here. April is going to be kind of special. April is our anniversary month. Uh, we started the show April last year. And we are celebrating by, if you're familiar with the Screams After Midnight or Horror Movie Podcast, we have the Octoberthon. We're going to have the sci-fi equivalent of that. April... Much less than the Octoberthon. Octoberthon is, is like one movie a day. <laughs> it was, that was only last year, and we're not going to do that again this year. Although, we're making up to everyone by having more regular movies. So, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's a lot of Screams movies. A lot of Screams episodes going out. Um, Tim, mm-hmm. every time Tim threatens to want to cut down in episodes, I somehow talk him into doing more. <laughs> <laughs> that That's my gift. That's my gift as a, as a podcast yeah. manager. Um, but, yeah, so... In April, there's going to be a lot of extra episodes, and there's going to be a theme even. Uh, it's going to be 70 sci-fi month. Uh, we've actually already recorded a bunch of 70 sci-fi episodes. There's going to be at least two episodes a week, probably three a week for the most part, to be honest, in the month of April. So look yep, forward to that. I think so. I think that's doable. Yeah. Um, there's still a couple we have to record in the back half of the month of April to sort of keep that total up. But I mean, I think three per week is what, what we're hitting, and hopefully you guys should enjoy that. So look forward to that. Uh, so, 70 sci-fi yeah some good um, ones in there yeah the vote that's up in patreon actually this month it might not be up by the time this episode goes out it might be up for our five dollar patrons uh, it isn't a 70s vote and the reason for that is because we know we can't record the winner until after april so that's why it's not in theme with the month it'll just be mm. it'll be something we do early may uh but yeah so there you go that is uh that is yeah april's coming so look forward to that uh but anyway back to fantastic voyage i actually checked uh, after i said it like both ways for like five times there's no that or ah it's just fantastic voyage yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something and then i forgot <laughs> yeah hey you know what i'm not feeling you you were saying rod sterling for like half a season of twilight is on you know what I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this i know and you didn't correct me because <laughs> i don't want to mansplain i was scared of mansplaining all right oh i held oh, it in on. don't pull that you love uh, to point out my flaws <laughs> that, that's not true okay it's a little <laughs> true it's a little true but after <laughs> after co-host you are i have to keep up you love pointing out when i make a mistake you love it yeah oh there's another mistake i think you made i I don't know if this is a mistake or not actually but go on isn't assassination only when it refers to a political figure i I don't know it's murder otherwise i don't care if you hire an assassin (laughs) it's an assassination end of discussion you're using the word wrong then yeah it's my job as co-host to tell you (laughs) So you're telling me if I hired an assassin to kill you? Which I, I'm not saying I'm thinking of doing that. I'm not saying I, that. I don't know if assassin is, works the same. But I think an assassination isn't whether an assa- you were killed by an assassin. I think it's... I think it only have 
happens to when is it like a political figure or like royalty or something what if we call you the queen of this podcast or the president of this podcast can i then claim its assassination i then? approve of both of those titles actually <laughs> how much how different is the inside of your body compared to this dude just because you're vegan like like there's almost like a, a parody movie where they go into a vegan and it's like either much easier or much harder <laughs> to like to do the job because of the the differences like this person's cholesterol is much better this is weird like, it's like the body's yeah. much more hospitable <laughs> yeah that guy really didn't have a lot of plaque in his arteries Mm, yeah he didn't look that healthy i i call shenanigans no he didn't i think there should have been a little bit more mm. did his lungs have some stuff in it maybe that's what you do with the sequel you get a really fat guy is like the, the, the person in the table so the journey's that much longer <laughs> we're going through another narrow passage <laughs> all that atherosclerosis <laughs> oh see he's just brimming with ideas just brimming with ideas uh so yes the movie begins with a really quiet the the uh forgive me if i'm using the word wrong but the assassination attempt at the start uh like you know it, it actually plays like a, th- a thriller from the 60s because it's like just really quiet the guy's getting off a plane they're escorting him but someone comes up and tries to shoot him so the, the, the car swerves and it's, it's really notable because it's the only scene in the movie that takes place like outside like everything else is either in the lab or inside the, the the submarine in the body, which is all you know. I don't know if it's quite green screen at the time. It might just be rear screen projection. No, it's not because you can see the mat lines around them. So it's it's definitely put in after the fact. But I I don't know if it's technically green screen at the time. I don't know if that's how they did it in the sixties. I don't know. But I did look up an assassination though. Okay. Actually, maybe this does count as assassination. <gasps> so it's assassination is an act of killing a prominent person. For either political, religious, or monetary reasons. So it's still political and reasons. Assassination may be prompted by religious, political, or military motives. So uh, this could be a political, political. Yeah, because of a time of war. This is political and military motivated. So yeah. Well, all I heard there was, Peter, you're right. I was wrong. I was wrong to correct you, Peter. Go on, say it. Say it for the record. Say it for the audio. Your I'm, ego. I'm waiting. <laughs> Your ego is so big, <laughs> it definitely has plaque in it, sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm playing up the character, all right? Like, do, 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 I mean... I'm not wrong. I was right about that. You can't just... Not anybody can be assassinated. No, but you were wrong about correcting me. You said I made a mistake, and it turns out I didn't. <laughs> I'll take the victory. You know what? I am playing this up for the character because I think it's funny. Like, if people actually think I've got this much of a weird ego... <laughs> You know what? Fine. I mean, <laughs> like, go for it. Uh, so yes, he he's brought into the secret underground uh, like lab. Uh, it's got a big acronym that I can't remember, but it was. It's the Department of Military Combat. No, it was it was something. The word miniature or something. It was like miniature warfare. Of or miniature, like that. yeah, miniaturized. <laughs> Ah, uh, I gotta look it up. It's, yeah, a, look it it's up. a cool acronym. Yeah, and he's he's got a little golf cart, and he's explaining to Grant like what what this place is and what they do, uh, and he's like, yeah, we can shrink entire armies and like you know sneak them into the country and then like you know make them big again and like oh, okay, look, we're here, we're all ready to go, we can shrink buildings down and everything. Do you know what's so funny about this? It's like this. this but he like, didn't say, can you enlarge things? Uh, I was going to say that, but yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to make a penis joke? Is that what you're getting at? No, this is a family show. Okay. All the military uses are all just like 
Oh, that, that's just, oh, we can use this for, that's just how we justify Wait it. Wait a second, we can use this for war. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the running joke with, like, home media, is, like, VHS won the war because that's the one that had porn on it. And I, I almost love the idea that, that it was invented for porn. Oh, we can use this for movies, too. <laughs> we can use this yeah, for actual movies. I saw that movie. It's called Autofocus. I've not seen that movie. I'm intrigued. It's um, Greg Kinnear and uh, Willem Dafoe. And it's hmm. about uh, Bob Crane who was murdered, but he was an actor on Hogan's Heroes, and he had a kinky hobby where a friend bought him a videotape and uh, he immediately started making porno. <laughs> like home movies of ladies with their consent. And uh, he and Will Dafoe were, was his, were like pervy friends who just watched movies together and jerked off together. There was more Willem Dafoe masturbation in this movie than in The Lighthouse, which is unbelievable to me. But Yeah, I can't fathom that. What? What? <laughs> what yeah. <laughs> i don't know you know he what? has a type of script that he likes <laughs> yeah the 70s was a weird time i don't just yeah I get together with your friends and jack off together yeah that's not weird um uh, so <laughs> i mean there was a progression to where when they got to that point in the movie you know it wasn't right away oh they had to have dinner first a few times before they were ready to jack off together you yeah know, there's had, some romance first they had to get to, they had to get close before they were comfortable yeah I get you. I get you. What is this conversation? Oh this is your fault. You made this dirty and you've sent us down this path. This is your fault. You made this about dicks. It doesn't sound like me. I'm a classy lady. <laughs> you made this about dicks and you know it. All right. <laughs> so he's explaining. We just talked about William Riker, okay? <laughs> Not my fault. He was on the latest episode of Picard. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, right. Um, so he explains all this. He, he introduces the doll pleasant. So it's like, okay, we're going to go inside the dude. We, we can we can inject here. We can travel through this. Be a short trip. We can't go through the heart because it it kills us because it's too much turbulence. And you know, obviously something goes wrong when they go in and it, you know it delays everything. But uh, they establish that this other dude, Doctor Deval, uh, might be a turncoat. And he, like, you know, he shouldn't be trusted. You have to keep an eye on him. But, you know, we're, we're so tight in time, we have to, like, use him. We can't just, you know, not. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of build-up. And what I was kind of laughing at as I was watching this, and not in a bad, no, I'm not making fun of it when I say this, uh, but there's such a different pacing to how movies from this era do things. Like, see the entire procedure where they shrink them down and then... Uh, like take them and put them in the platform or well, they're on the platform to shrink down because they get in the ship and they, they talk about it the, takes nu a while. the nuclear power source and they're, they're establishing the various things they shrink them down with a beam right and then the actual like the way they roll in this thing to pick them up like they roll in like a, a like a trolley or something and we see like the wheels like because from their perspective with their huge wheels and and then they take them to, to the operating table and they inject them the entire process is really slow but also really quiet as if it's, you know, it's really tense it's like oh this might not go well mm -hmm. this is this is really scary and yeah. I'm, I'm watching this and i'm going if this was made now this would be like like it's not so much that it would be quicker necessarily i can see it's still lasting as long but there's no way it'd be this quiet. It would be filled with, like, music. It'd be filled with, like, tense, like, almost things happening. Yeah. This is just really slow, methodical, like, oh, it's tense because it's quiet and it's tense because we're, yeah. all, we're all holding our breath. And I'm like, I kind of miss this. This may be overdoing it a little bit by today's standards, but I also kind of miss it. Like, I miss that we can't do this anymore. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, there's definitely a tone and a feel to these types of movies from this time where they everything was really slow and you could just hear like the, the beep of the heartbeat um, mm -hmm. monitor in the background. 
and that's enough that's enough for attention yeah uh and they get the uh, fact that everybody on screen is like holding their breath make makes you mm. want to do it too so they it's the same later with the sound stuff when they were getting the sound thing done but they, they inject him into into his arm or, or, i don't even think it's his arm is it it's no it's like the artery in your inner thigh or something yeah. right no it wasn't that low because it was closer to his head because they have to go because the plan was oh, to... through the neck yeah i think well, so they take they remove it through the neck that's where they're going to remove from i don't remember because because they weren't going to go through the heart because the, the, the trip was going to be relatively short to get to the the brain but obviously once they're in there there's some stuff in his bloodstream that redirects them uh i can't remember what it was but it redirects they go them. into the lungs like i think first no, that's not first. No, that's that's uh. I mean, maybe that's before the heart, but it's not first. No, oh, okay. I, I think that's after the heart because that's when they have to get oxygen because their oxygen tanks have been depleted. They have to steal yeah. some of his oxygen. Because <laughs> 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 uh, because they, they, they go out and like Grant's like, hey, if I if I puncture that 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 thin layer of the lung there, well, that is that okay? Is like, yeah, yeah that he'll size bleed to death internally, but yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that size that that size will do no harm. It'll be fine. Uh, I was like, okay, sure. I don't know if I buy that, but I don't know. Uh, Maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal because they are pretty yeah. small. Yeah, they're, they're tiny. Um, I, I guess the idea is that this is so tiny that the the self healing of the body would heal it so quick that it wouldn't, you know, cause a problem. But whatever. Uh, so they're inside. They get they they get side tries. Like, okay, shit. We have to like go this new direction. We have to go through the heart. So we have various obstacles. So basically, what I'm going to describe now is the various obstacles because that's essentially what the movie boils down to. Um, outside of the, the is the Duval against them, even though it's clearly Donald Pleasance the entire time. <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> da, da, da. So for the heart, they're like, okay, because they've got like a wireless so they can communicate uh, with the people on the outside. And... Yeah, they, they do like Morse code though, which they never really addressed in the movie. It's just like, wait, are they just beeping at each other? Well, I mean, ship travel still use Morse code up until, I mean, primarily up until relatively recently i would say mm. so is this just maybe the argument is is that it's kind of weird that they've got technology to shrink them down to that size but they don't have like just like some comms they can talk over <laughs> you know it's kind of funny yeah we see them use video phone like just talking amongst the scientists yeah room to that's room. how we meet yeah. donald pleasance first yeah he's like on the camera on the which i mean i never thought I never thought about that as being futuristic, but I guess in like 1960, uh, whatever year it is, let me just double check, uh, 1966, I guess, I guess in 1966 that did probably feel quite futuristic. Yeah, it's like a conference call with yeah. two, I mean, there's two tiny TV monitors and um, yeah, no, I never, I never, I never thought about that because that's felt like something we could have had since, you know, forever now, yeah. but yeah, you're right. In the 60s, that would have felt like, oh shit. It's where he makes the comment about how the assistant is uh, is fine and not just in the looks department. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that line. I forgot about that line. A woman. Yeah, because then there's the second general who's like, "Ah, we can't send a woman on this mission. I'm against it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, <laughs> what it is. Uh, the sad part is, is that she doesn't even has that. She doesn't have that much of a character. She's just kind of there. She really doesn't even have very yeah. much dialogue. She's just kind of around to look sexy, and that's basically yep. her whole character. Uh, she's there to assist the doctor, and that's it. And she doesn't really do anything. She doesn't have an arc. Like I, I'll give them credit though. I was kind of half expecting them to have her like kiss the main guy at some point, and it never happened. So fair play. Yeah. Never did that at least. So 
you know. Apparently, she did fall in love with the real guy, though. I actually Bucca looked. Was like infatuated with him, and he just wanted nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. Damn, Raquel Welch. I not looked, being turned down. How about that? I looked up Raquel Welsh. She's been married four times. And what I thought was funny is that with the exception of the first marriage, all of the marriages were almost the exact same length. They were all just about 10 years. And I'm like, is that like an expiration date? She has date? a time limit. Yeah, like, you know, after 10 years, she gets bored. And that's, that's it. I'm done. Take me take me go elsewhere. Um, and if there's any horrible stories about these marriages, you know, I didn't look up what the circumstances... I'm just, you know, I'm no, just I'm, cracking a joke based on the years. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but... Yeah, so so the first thing is they have to stop the heart. It's like, oh, can we stop the heart for like, you know, how long can we stop the heart without killing him? It's like, well, I mean, it's hard to start it back up again. Seconds. But we can do 60 seconds. It's like, oh, how long can we make them travel through? Uh, uh, they can get through in 53 seconds. That's quite tight. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the whole time if they like have to restart the heart with electricity, wouldn't that affect them as well? Yeah, they really should have mentioned that, right? It felt like they wanted to gloss over that so they didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe it gets brought up later, like some kind of equipment is not working correctly and they think maybe or maybe instrumentation was damaged from the electrical pulse, but... Yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't really remember what part that was. I think it was the line of dialogue, unless they made it up to, like, help the movie in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason why he has to go out the first time, though, is because there's, like, some seaweed, for lack of a better term. It's kelp, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets stuck in the engine, so they have to, he has to go out and, like, unplug it. Uh, so that's the whole thing. Uh, but the the laser the laser beam gets damaged, and the doctor's like, I can fix it with some parts from the wired wireless machine, but it means we can't contact them again. And Doll Pleasance is dead set against it. Uh, they suspect that someone sabotaged it, and that's why it, it wasn't fastened down properly. So... Uh, obviously, that they're playing this as if, oh, maybe it's Duval, maybe Duval's not to be trusted, and it's like... It's I think this is where we hear Raquel Welch speak for the first time, too, now that we're an hour into the movie. <laughs> I'm sure I fastened it. <laughs> All right, you're done. <laughs> Thanks for coming to set. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go back to just being legs and boobs. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, so he goes out and fishes that out, and, you know, that's the whole thing. Uh, I mean, the, the, the sequences where they're swimming around are kind of fun. Um... Oh yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, there's like especially when the antibodies uh start attacking them later on. Yeah, the dangerous gang of antibodies. Because when, <laughs> it's, it's when they start growing to normal size again, very slowly, and because they're big enough for the body to sort of register that there's something there, it's like the antibodies. Are like, oh, we have to kill this. It's a disease. We have to go kill this thing. Um, so we get this like you know like uh, spiky like seaweed essentially <laughs> floating towards them. To, to kill them um and it's like okay this is kind of funny but it's fun so you know you go i like it. it yeah yeah i i like that so much of it was just all like practical effects like, oh yeah even if it is just seaweed being thrown on them like i mean i, I, I mean, if it sounds like i'm making fun of this movie like i'm making fun of it because i love it, it as dated. Be, but like yeah, yeah. I there's enjoy a reason it. that this one has stuck around you know in pop yeah. culture I enjoy this movie quite quite a bit actually. It's exactly sort of the fun B movie. I mean, it's treated like a a better a, like, it's, like it's got a more clout. It's not, but it doesn't really. You know, it thinks it does, but it's not. It's no, not it's a goofy B movie. Yeah, like there isn't anything else like it. It's such a it's such a fun premise, and it, it's a unique world. But you know, something very familiar to all of us. I, I I'm down for more uh, you know shrunk people movies. Like I you know I loved Honey I Shrunk the Kids growing up and they're bringing it back and they've got rick moranis coming back out of retirement to be in the <laughs> on the kids 
Wayne Zelensky's. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's true. He hasn't done anything. I'll, I think he, he does like uh, maybe some stage. No, he definitely does voice work. So. He he retired in 1997 from uh, acting, at least on the screen. So he's a. Uh, He's, he's literally been gone for over 20 years and he's coming back out of retirement for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Of all things, like it wasn't Ghostbusters that brought him back. It was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Not Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. <laughs> uh, so, great name. You know, but, because the premise of that movie is basically like, okay, let's do an adventure movie in the jungle, but the, the joke is, is that it's actually just a backyard, but that's so small that it's like traveling through a jungle and yeah. everything's like super big. Oh yeah, I mean, th- those types of films are great. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, interesting little tidbit. That movie introduced me the idea of what an Oreo cookie was because Oreo cookies did not exist in the UK until like, I want to say like 2005, something like that. Mm. Oreo cookies were not a thing when I was a kid in the UK. So I was fascinated when they find the big Oreo cookie and like, like they... what is that white fluffy stuff in the yeah, middle? Yeah, because I, I, I love cream and I was like, is that cream? Is that just like a big like tower size of cream? I'd love, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that head first. Do you guys have double stuffed Oreos? No, I wish we did. I wish we did. Mm-hmm. Because it's my double favorite part. Stuff. Like, I don't, I don't get the different flavors because the whole point. No, of I think it, the, I think the original is the perfect ratio. Yeah, because the whole point of the, uh, the Oreo for me because there's tons there's tons of cookies uh, to use your terminal i'd call it a biscuit but there's tons of cookies that are like two layers of biscuit with you know a filling like that right the reason why i like an oreo cookie is because of the flavor of the, the filling the filling flavor is what makes it an oreo cookie to me so i'm like i don't want a mint verse i don't want like these different rainbow flavors like no give me the oreo cookie flavor <laughs> uh, i'm not a huge fan of like different flavor ones myself but i do i do approve of a mint oreo mm. The thin ones that they come out with, thin mint flavored ones, it sounds like an, a Girl Scout cookie, but it, it actually does kind of taste like one too. But it's that I approve of. Yeah, I mean the regular anyway, Oreo thins are fine. Um, this is um, fascinating. <laughs> I think it's good stuff. Um, that said, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids trilogy is definitely sci-fi, so look out for that when the new one's coming out. <laughs> then we can make a little mini list of miniature movies. <laughs> It's not um, that many of them though so yeah top five top five miniature movies because there's not that many uh, <laughs> so it's a miniature list so you pay me the big bucks for oh. these ideas <laughs> damn, i had an idea for the intro to this show and i forgot to do it damn it uh, bummer <laughs> i was going to make it really tiny on the video <laughs> you can still miniaturize the screen that's true. I could have it just be black space with just us in the middle, just little tiny, just little tiny, <laughs> just little teeny tiny itty bitty little boxes. Yeah, um, and have it sort of slowly grow up. Yes, no, good, good idea, good idea. Anyway, uh, so, so yeah, we have the we have the unclogging of the seaweed uh, and all that stuff. Uh, but like we said, one of their big segments uh, is that they have to get oxygen because they've they've, they've ran short because of all the extra fuel they had to use or whatever, and. They, they have to like oh can we steal some of his oxygen because you know because of our size like how much, in the lungs yeah how much oxygen he has like we could you know we could get enough from that uh so it becomes this sort of procedure where the, the pilot's okay but if i like because this is the thing he says to them that if i don't do this properly it could blow up the ship because of the oxygen and all i could think oh how is this weird and all i could think mm-hmm. was that He's because he says to them, "Okay, how about all of you go outside the ship then? Because it's dangerous. So if anything happens, it's just me that dies." And I'm like, "Yeah, but how did they get out without the ship? Like, if the ship blows up, they're screwed anyway. Like, 
Yeah. And what happens when they start to expand and they're not, they're still in the body? Yeah, they'll, they'll, I mean, actually, that's a good point. They won't die, they'll just kill the dude they're in. His entire neck is just going to go when they grow up to a certain size. Oh, now I want, now I want. There was a parody cartoon episode that, that, does oh, was that. there? It's so funny. Yeah, I, I want the gory Evil Dead version of this now where that happens and we see the there, body blow up. There's an episode of Archer. Okay. That concludes with that. But I, 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 I don't you want. You think they're gonna make it and then just? I don't. So I don't want. Blood. I don't want animated though. I want. I want live action. I want. I want. You want the Cronenberg? I want the gore. <laughs> I want the proper gore. Damn it. So, that but it's a fun sequence. As is, of course, as I, I probably the highlight in the movie is the sound sequence. You know, the they're going through the ear to get to mm. the the part of the brain they need to get to. Uh, and if they make any sound, so we get them again, all holding their breath. And of course, there's the one nurse who she, she notices the doctors like sweating. So like, oh, I'm going to wipe his breath. I'm going to be a good nurse. And she lifts up at, <laughs> and she lifts up like the, the the cloth, and there's like a, a pair of surgical scissors uh, sitting like just sort of folded inside it. And so when she lifts it up, the scissors just fall to the ground. And it cuts inside like them. Cling, and the, cling, yeah. cling, 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 cling. It cuts inside the, the submarine, and it's like it's like a you know, Star Trek with the turbulence, but they're all like rocking around, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> we're all going to die." No, they don't die. It's not quite enough to kill them, but it, you know, the, the danger was there. Yeah, they're almost through anyway. Yes, they're almost through. So, uh, and of course, so we actually get scenes of them like blasted with a laser beam, like the 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 blood clot or whatever it is. Uh, oh no, my camera and and the brain. <laughs> so a good one. So really good stuff. Uh, Donald Pleasance essentially gets himself killed by trying to take over the ship. Uh, the rest of the crew are able to save the pilot because Donald Pleasance does hit the pilot. Uh, There's a really some... great scene where uh, Raquel Welch gets attacked by antibodies, also. <laughs> yes. By kelp. <laughs> and is rescued, and she's she's suffocating. So they have to take off all the kelp from her. <laughs> and I looked it up because I was curious. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a very, um, well, she was cast because of it. She's a very blessed, we'll say, woman. And um, apparently uh, when when they shot the scenes of all the guys like surrounding her body and like removing the kelp, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to touch her boobs. So she was just left with like this weird burlesque like bikini top of um, <laughs> human kelp, and so the director's like, "Okay, you guys, some someone's gonna have to like remove it from there too, like because she looks ridiculous like this." I mean, that... so he's like, "Next time we shoot, just randomly like just grab." you know, whatever, to remove it from yeah. her. It just looked like it's an emergency. Gio. And they did it, and everybody went for the booth. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Gio, to be fair... So that whole scene actually had to be choreographed by the director. <laughs> that That's actually kind of a nice story, because they were being nice. They didn't want to be awkward. They were, oh, they were trying to be polite, essentially, right? It's actually, were, a, yeah. it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. They felt awkward about going for the boobs because they didn't want to feel but like they were... once they had permission, they all yeah. went for the boobs. <laughs> But, you know, they, they were trying to be nice and they were trying not to make her feel uncomfortable by not going for the boobs, right? They were trying not to take advantage of the situation. And it led to this weird thing where they were told to go for the boobs, so they all went for the boobs. That's pretty funny. I appreciate yeah. that story. <laughs> G- given how much, like, sexism, like, casual sexism there's in the movie, I am pleased to hear that on set they were gentlemen. <laughs> yes. From what, what it sounds like, anyway. So, but yes. It was funny. That scene had to be choreographed. It makes me giggle. 
<laughs> it's got to be choreographed because we can't instruct the, the three men on set to like you know randomly go or not go for the boobs they have to be told what to do oh that's pretty funny she, she, she has big boobs that's what tara was trying to say yeah she, she, she was dancing around it blessed <laughs> everyone knows what i mean <laughs> huge knockers yeah <laughs> who calls them knockers anymore i feel like no one's called them knockers in know. a long time <laughs> Stuck in the 90s, I guess. Yeah, showing your age a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> so the big idea of the movie, though, is that because the ship gets, like, uh, like destroyed or, or whatever, because um, they, they establish because this is the thing, because they, they can't take it with them because it's, it's basically damaged now because of what uh, Donald Pleasance does by crashing it. Uh, they established that oh the antibodies will, will, will eat it before it does anything because obviously there's a worry it's like hey what if the ship grows to normal size when it's inside them but they established and it almost was like a, it's almost like some something that they didn't think of right away like late in the script they thought wait a minute what if the ship what there's be left the ship in there what if that grows up and kills them or oh, just put in a line about the antibodies it'll be fine like just put in a line about the <laughs> antibodies just eating it it's fine uh, so but they, they're they're stranded they're, they're you know the four of them the survivors you know what with the cap the, the pilot's injured sorry and the others are like helping him and it's like okay what do we do now like how do we get out what's the closest like you know exit <laughs> in mm-hmm. the body where can we get to quickly and they sort of say what about the eyes we can get through the eyes we're near that um and it's just lucky that when we cut to the outside because we uh, throughout the movie we keep cutting back to the generals who are making the choices outside who are always eating for some reason they're always eating yep and was eating or drinking or they go through a ton of sugar <laughs> oh yeah there's a scene where the, the main in general like he puts some sugar on his coffee which is normal but he doesn't like use a spoon he just starts pouring tons of sugar in and the other guy looks at him and goes i thought i told you to cut down your sugar i was like cut down he just had like half the bottle of sugar <laughs> he has a little bit of coffee with his sugar <laughs> i just thought it was an odd thing that they were just always eating yeah. or drinking or yeah 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 i mean it's a tense situation so i mean some people just deal with anxiety in, in different ways including um indulgence I, I worry about my sugar intake this guy went through a bit more sugar than i take in like two weeks and like one cup yes. of coffee um so um so but no like luckily he keeps because they can't contact him luckily they're like oh where would they go Someone check the eyes. The eyes. Like the, the, it's just lucky. There's a yeah. lot. Of, there's a lot of conveniences. I like the big diagram of the human body that they have, and some guys just moving a little piece along. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Every since change put course or whatever i felt the diagram didn't look complicated enough it looked like a like a high school diagram of a human body oh yeah it definitely did not look complicated yeah it looked too simple i'm like this doesn't tell you anything accurate um, that drawing of a guy on the like old medicine commercials where it's always (laughs) the guy standing with his arms out (laughs) and like a tube coming down into Mm -hmm. his stomach (laughs) yep yeah it looked really simple um but luckily they just happen to guess as well that they'll go to the eyes and i i know they're saying that's the logical place to go and they'll think of it but it, this is not the first time it happens the general because they've not been in contact for a while the general mm-hmm. keeps kind of like guessing what they'll be doing or like what's happening and they, they keep you know, it's a little bit convenient let's just say uh, oh, definitely. Uh, but we get this scene where I love there's a shot where they're like in the eye basically they've gotten to like outside to the side of the eye and when they, it's they look, just the pool he, yeah he looks through the magnifying glass and you literally see them and it's like they're in like a shallow pool and the water's like waves on it I'm like I'm like is that really how much water's in the eye <laughs> it's like yeah. waves there's waves of water when you're that small it's a magnifying glass too <laughs> yeah so they they take them out and he has he's, he's got his little hand cupped underneath the little you know 
like plate that they've got them on and they put them back in the area where they, they shrank them just to wait for them to get bigger and they get bigger and the credits literally start rolling we don't even find, we don't even find out if the guy has the information they want we don't even know if he wakes up nope. we never find out if it worked we, we just nope. it, it ends with them getting bigger and everyone cheers because it was a success but we don't know if the guy actually ever survives because of what they did Mm-hmm. we don't find out and so we don't find out that we don't find out if he has the information they want uh, and that stuff's interesting because I'm like we're talking about like I almost want a sequel where we actually get the war with miniature warfare like I want yeah. that movie it, it, it'd be like um, I don't know like pick a war movie and mix it with Ant-Man <laughs> like that's that's the movie that like this is supposed to be oh yeah Ant-Man I forgot about that yeah that would make our list <laughs> yeah and Iron Man like do you know Iron Man when was that man created it, it would have been not it would have been late just before this actually early 60s mm. I would guess but I, I don't actually know for sure but interesting I don't know we don't do research so we don't know yeah. uh, maybe the Atom was first I don't know who was first the Atom or Ant-Man the Atom's uh, DC's equivalent because mm. I know I know you're a nerd but you're not a nerd in that sense <laughs> not really that's not it's not your particular channel of nerddom I've seen the movies <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, I love the Batman at a West TV series. I watched a lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my expertise. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a complete comic book nerd. Uh, check out the Comics from the Multiverse comic book podcast that I do with uh, uh, Matt and Connor. We talk about DC Comics every week. Comes out every Sunday. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I hear good things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that is i mean that's the movie like it's just pretty straightforward in what it does the fun of it is the obstacles the fun of it is okay how do we turn like this little thing mm-hmm. into like a crisis they have to get through whether it be going yeah, through the it's heart just one after the next the and it does take or... place like in in real time like as soon as they, they only have 60 minutes and like it's basically an hour that they're shrunk yeah it's, it's a weird thing actually because it like it technically is real time in that it lasts about an hour and it's supposed to be an hour but it, I wouldn't say it feels like real time when you're watching it doesn't feel like 24 where it feels like every second it, it, it does kind of feel like there's gaps in time even though there's not mm-hmm. meant to be if that makes sense sure sure uh, but I mean I'm not going to complain I mean it's a goofy B movie it's fine whatever but like it, it, I almost wonder like would that improve this movie if we had the, you know, the 24 clock like I ever saw off it it'd be like dun dun oh if it dun, was dun, like one dun, continuous dun, dun. shot like 1917 <laughs> Oh yeah, given the 1917 version of Fantastic Voyage, I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Blake and Schofield have to go deliver a message to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go through hostile territory of the of the heart and the the, the bloodstream and everything else he's got going. Uh, really funny. I, I, yeah, you know, it's a really fun movie. You know, it's, it's not a great movie. Obviously, I, one of yeah. the things I say a lot about movies from the 50s and 60s is that, and I've said this before in previous episodes when we did like War of the Worlds and a couple other ones, the, some of these movies feel like prototypes for what would become the great versions of these stories. Like, it felt like this was the first crack at it. it. It was the first crack at it where they said, okay, can we pull this off? And they technically did. They pulled it off as best they could at the time. Mm-hmm. But the actual ideas of, okay, what can we do with that idea now? like became later you know the, the interesting ideas perhaps came later whereas this is just like can we actually do the movie where they're in a submarine in the human body oh we did yeah, great yeah and it's, it's fun cool. i love like every every step of that that they take in the progression through the body like i love the way it's depicted in film it yeah. looks very cool and like um even the uh 
even if you're not sure if it's accurate, like it's still it, it's still familiar enough. Like if you're, I don't know, I don't know what school was like for you and ye old Scotland, but <laughs> we had a bunch of like those old projectors where you would you would get these old videos um, uh, <laughs> that were really dated, even when I watched them. <laughs> of like uh the just different what cells look like traveling through the body and such or uh, blood cells and you know it looked a lot like what we see in fantastic voyage i love how you said yield scotland but what you're describing sounds like you're in the the the, the prehistoric age of schooling uh i mean i never i never took biology as a class so i never really did any uh mm-hmm. biology stuff I, I took chemistry you could pick two sciences if you wanted to i only picked the one uh i did i did two art stuff i mean it was like that more later on but yeah. in the beginning like science class was just yeah here's everything <laughs> i mean i think science class in the first couple of years of high school was supposed to be like a pick and mix of all of them so you knew what you wanted to mm-hmm. pick but i feel like we oddly didn't do that much uh outside of uh, uh chemistry and physics and even physics i don't feel like, i feel like it leaned towards chemistry for some reason and then so i just i picked Maybe that chemistry is just easier to teach yeah, but they had physics and biology. People took it, you know. Uh, I, I kind of wish I took physics in a, in a weird way because I, I did like two arty subjects. I did music and art. Uh, art being, like, you know, drawing yeah. and painting and things like that. And I was never that great at it. I kind of just did it because it, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Um, I kind of wish in hindsight that I'd taken physics because I'm like, I, I do like space and stuff. So I feel like maybe that'd have actually like, you know, been cool to know some of those things. Yeah. See, I took all the, the science stuff and I wish I just stuck with art. <laughs> I was afraid to. <laughs> I was afraid to have a career oh, in hey. art. If I if I if I could have picked like film studies of something like that, I would have totally. But, but the school didn't offer it. Oh like, yeah, definitely. But uh, music, I did oh, music. I could have. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it is. But um, yeah, so Fantastic Voyage is a fun B movie from the sixties. Uh, I really like the opening credits too. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I thought the opening credits were pretty cool because you get like this opening first of the guy who's being chased. Mm. and like the crash and then once he's in like a stretcher and in the hospital or whatever this is department of miniature blank blank but once he's there and everything's getting set up and it's all sterilized and you get all this weird like scientific instruments in the background and then the credits come over Mm. i don't know it was was like a spy movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was really cool it goes with the intro that it's a spy movie though right is that they really start Mm -hmm. it off like that and then it turns into the submarine movie uh so no it's a funny movie like i like i mean it's, it's not like a complete must see by any means but if you like old sci-fi movies this is definitely mm-hmm. something you should see this is up there you know i, I like this more and more of the worlds so, you know if i'm comparing it to something else that we've done this of kind of i mean it's not the exact same era it's you know the next decade but like 50s and 60s are yep. kind of closely linked to my mind i feel i feel like 50s and 60s are linked because they feel we did the, the blob recently the blob, too yeah and yeah uh, well I, that was also 50s but uh, well, I, the reason why it feels like it changes in the 70s is because, the, I mean, Hollywood in general changed. That's when independent cinema kind of became a thing. It's when the Hollywood system kind of started to change and fall apart and you had this new wave mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, so things really changed in the 70s and that's where you get the... Arguably, I think the more interesting stuff really kicks in in the 70s, but, uh, you know, again... I mean, yeah, but, I mean, if you told me this movie wasn't interesting, I would say what you're crazy <laughs> oh no it is interesting but i'm saying like they're really like because this is the thing we mentioned earlier we mentioned earlier we're doing 70s uh, month in april like 
I think the 70s still feel very, like, uh, experimental, and they don't feel like they've hit quite... I mean, obviously, there's some examples of movies in the 70s, like, you know, when we get to stuff like Alien, okay, yes, we hit the pinnacle of, like, some of those ideas, but, like, a lot of the stuff we did for 70s month, which you're going to see, is kind of weird and experimental, and, like, they're they're trying, like, much wackier things than the 60s did, but it doesn't necessarily always work, but it's kind of fascinating to watch these weird things play out. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas the sixties, well, it's fascinating and they're, they're really they're, they're trying new things, but they're also doing it in very safe ways, I guess. I'd say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there the the seventies feel a lot grungier, and I everything looks a bit dirty. <laughs> yeah, this is very still you know, Technicolor and bright, and you know, there's a formula to these films. Like, they could also be played on television at any point. Yeah, but it also, um, I mean, it's worth mentioning, well, obviously I said in the setup what, what what was causing all this, but it is worth mentioning that the Cold War does factor into this plot. Like, it is the setup as, like, they're, you know, at war with the Soviets, or, or at least the Cold War is still going on with the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that is there. So the, the, the times are in there uh, in a little bit. Uh, yeah, if it's future technology for them in the film, it's very not-too-distant future. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, what are you, you going to rate it? What are you going to rate Fantastic Voyage? Yeah, this movie's like a blast to watch. I love the scene where Donald Pleasance gets like absorbed by like the blob, essentially, <laughs> which is an antibody or whatever. I think it's an antibody. I don't remember what it's called. But <laughs> I love the visual of him screaming and this big cloud thing absorbs his head. He's be- um, actually it's a quite a good scene because he's begging for help. He's begging for them yeah. to help him, even though he's, he's stuck. Just, even, they have to abandon him because he's stuck, yeah, not but, because he's evil. Yeah, even though he's just betrayed them, he's begging for help, and they, they do try, but they just can't. And uh, so it's a quite, it's actually quite an effective scene. Him begging for help as he's mm-hmm. yeah, no? yeah. I love that scene, and um, yeah, it, the only thing that was really a surprise about the movie is just how great all the sets were. Sure. And, yeah. um, but otherwise, like, you know, this movie, I, I knew it was going to be great. <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, it is worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning, though. I mean, there really only is. Like, once they're in, like, the, there's the room where they make them small, and then there's the lab, the actual, like, doctor's room with the, the overlooking mm-hmm. room. And all on that is a submarine, and that's all your sets, basically. You know, like, there's not well, a lot I of mean, sets. Like, yeah. out, just outside the submarine, too. Like, you can see the, the cells on the big canvases that have, are around the, the the submarine, and they're kind of waving when Raquel Welch gets too close and oh, touches you mean, it. Oh, you mean when they're swimming? When they're out in the water swimming? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, technically it's not water, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. They're out in the body fluid. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I love the look of the film. I love, uh, I, I, it is very much a movie of its time and it, you know, and there is some mild sexism, but yeah, I don't want to say it's charming, but it's what you expect <laughs> from this era. And, um, uh, I think it's the perfect little sci-fi movie from the sixties. There has to be a parody of this where they have to get out by going out the, the, the pee or something like that. Like, oh, I'm sure that's a thing. Uh, that has to be a parody, or even the jizz. Like, there has to be a parody where it's like, oh, like, you have I to think, get them out your system. Yeah, there's a lot of great versions of this yeah. film on TV. Um, I think my favorite is Parasite Lost from uh, Futurama, mm-hmm. where they have to get rid of uh, Fry, who ate a, uh, a truck stop sandwich and <laughs> got a bunch of parasites, and they have to go shrink down and go in. They don't shrink down, they have like, 
I don't know. It, it's a similar setup. Anyway, they do a fantastic voyage, and <laughs> one of the characters shows up riding a sperm. He's like, guess where I've been? <laughs> it's great. Um, and, of course, Inner Space and the Archer episode I mentioned earlier. Hey, I but I think, you know, the reason it gets parodied so much is because it is fun, and it's a fun premise. Oh, sure. And it's a fun watch. So I think uh, this movie's really good. It's really – I'll even say it's it's great. I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, okay. Um and don't worry, for anyone who's like, hey, we're doing some of these movies at some point. Yeah, Aerospace is on the list. The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies are on the list. Like, we're going to get to those at some point. Uh, but this, um, do you have any? I, I don't think I can go quite that high. I, I think for me, this is a really good 7. This is a solid 7 out of 10. Mm. Um, it's really fun to watch. Like you say, the visuals are great. A lot of the sets are fun. Um, the characters are just kind of paper cutouts to exist for the sake of the plot. So I think because of that, I can't go any higher than the seven because I, I I I never grow to care about them. They're, they're just there to be there for the the, the fun adventure. They're not like mm-hmm. any character really on their own. So, but that is true. You know, it's a fun time. Uh, good time. It's also paced really well. It's only ninety minutes long. Uh, it doesn't waste it waste your time. Uh, even mm-hmm. though we said you know the, the procedure itself is really slow, I thought that worked. Uh, Plus, you know, it's 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 good it's a good time to eat, eat your snacks during that part because like there's nothing to like interrupt the noise of. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. so, sometimes you like, hear the crunching of the popcorn. Yeah, sometimes my pet peeve <laughs> if I'm eating like you know crisps or popcorn or whatever is like maybe like oh damn I missed a, a bit of dialogue there because I was t- the munching was too loud and <laughs> I couldn't hear it. <laughs> so you have to time it. You have to time it in the, the gaps between the dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not. Or it's just not... eat soft food. And it's not, it's not that you're munching too loud for someone else there. It's just because it's inside your own head. So it's louder to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Though if you're watching in a movie theater and somebody like wants to get a Twizzler or something, of course they do it during the silent part. Oh, like, and the, okay, okay, yeah, they're rustling. The, yeah, I mean, that's that's a different noise. Rustling the, the rappers is a different thing. Uh, but Twizzlers aren't a thing here, so I don't have to suffer that hell. <laughs> you don't like... Oh, okay. You oh, mean just for the volume? Yeah. Twizzlers are great. I thought you were going to make fun oh, of no, no. licorice. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, I've tried Twizzlers. They're okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily love them. They're fine. Uh, I mean, there's definitely American candy that I love. I mean, Butterfingers are like, mwah. Uh, but, you know, I, I wish we could have... I mean, maybe I don't actually. My health would probably be much worse if I could buy Butterfingers easily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing that they're hard you to get. You already have Tim Hortons. That's enough. Oh, I do have Tim Hortons, yeah. But that is that has been Fantastic Voyage. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed our, our rambles um, mm-hmm. about the film. Uh, coming next time, I believe the next movie we're returning once again to the Jurassic Park franchise, and we are going to be talking about Jurassic World. So a big jump there in time. We're going from nineteen. Sorry, we're going from two thousand one. That was when Jurassic Park three was all the way to twenty sixteen. Fifteen year gap between those movies uh, to Jurassic World. So uh, that is. I think that's exciting. You know, I think. You can tell we're passionate about that franchise because even Jurassic Park 3 we went 90 minutes on. So I think, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what we've got to say about that. We went longer on the, the bad Terminator films, but we still, did. you're right, lots of passion. Lots of passion. Um, I, well, I think inherently there's, there's more to talk about with Terminator though because there's so much going on in terms of time travel, cyborgs, like all these different things. Uh, Jurassic Park, when it's done properly at its core, is really simple. It's, you know, the, the round from dinosaurs on an island. So... Uh, Indeed. There's only so much we can get we'll out of that. We'll see what but... kind of 
trouble the dinosaurs cause next week. <laughs> um, Can't imagine what it'll be. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, Tara's been facetious. We've obviously both seen Jurassic World <laughs> before. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, so we'll talk about that next time. Hopefully you're excited for that. So yeah, check out Patreon. Uh, you can, of course, comment below what you think of uh, uh, Fantastic Voyage. I always said Forbidden Planet there. Fantastic Voyage. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie. You can obviously get us on Twitter, at mail underscore fuzz. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. That helps us out a lot because that helps more people find us. It gets us higher in the rankings. So please do that. But just interact with us, you know, comment, tweet at us, whatever. All that stuff is really good. Uh, so yeah, that is that is basically us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction films, guys. A computer add a tiny amount of salsa. <laughs> yum yum.